Okay, let's begin. So daf, today's daf is daf chavte. Tani shloshim yom lo iti, or or itbaye. So the question is, what does this mean? That we taught that thirty days you cannot ask for your money back. So what does that mean? Mal shloshim yom lo iti. So shmuel amar malvet chaverostam. If someone makes lends someone money, and he doesn't say how much time he has to pay, he just says here's fifty dollars. The uh, the ruling is in ad that the, he cannot claim the money back within thirty days. So a stam loan is thirty days. Okay. Um, what's the reason? So the Torah the Torah itself says that's it to be a double lashon. Now what's interesting here is the makot in the Gemara. There it says that. Um, we see, we see here that there's another reference to another year. I'll read you, I'll read you from Rosh Cerilio. He says, 30 days is considered a year. So, In other words, another type of Shemitah, what is that? Okay, so it sounds like there's another year which is like Shemitah where you can't claim your money back, and that is 30 days. But how does Rav, with that, Background: How does the Yerushalmi now understand the pasuk when it says "Karvashnata Shmita"? Um, now I'm going to share the screen here just for a few little charts. Let's have a look. Um, it says as follows: uh, So the Gemara says "Lohi Shnata Sheva Lohi Shnata Shmita." Isn't there a double lash on here? So it says "Matamalomar Karvashnata Sheva Shnata Shmita." What does it mean? Therefore, the double language. Shlotamar Kol Shloshim Yom Ein Roshay Latovol Lachar Shloshimam. Now, that you might think, one second, 30 days before the end. Now, when, when does, we're assuming here Shemitah Ksafim occurs at the end of the Shemitah year. So I could lend him money here and he might pay me back over here. But don't say that I'm not going to lend him money 30 days before the end. Why? Because within 30 days, I can't claim my money back. And by the time the time expires, it's going to be. It's the 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 shmita uh, you will be over, and I can't get my money back. So it's in other words, that's what the double language of Don't think that there's because this shnatasheva or the shnatashmita within the shnatasheva, if you like, if you want to call it that, that this extra time span where I can't get my money back is approaching, and when it expires, the other shnatashmita expires, and therefore I can't get my money back. So don't say I shouldn't lend him money. That's what the Torah is telling us. That's a dumb language. So what's interesting here is If you remember, we did this yesterday's stuff. We said that Rav Matna said in the name of Rav that what? If someone lends money to his friend on the condition that what? He can't, that, that he won't claim the money back, meaning I don't have the right of claim, you pay me back whenever you want. Then we still say Shemitah claims it back, that the Shemitah would absolve it. Now, that is despite the fact that really technically you might think you would not be violating the prohibition of Loigos, meaning since I can't claim it back, and we thought initially, if you remember yesterday's share, that two go hand in hand, only if I have the potential to violate claiming it back, which Shemitah would absolve it. And yesterday's stuff, we saw Rav came along and says, no, even if you forego your right to claim it, to, to, to say claim it back to Latovea, Still Shmita would Meshamet. So, so the Gemara is saying, why do we even need that? Why do we need Rav to teach us that? That seems to be clear from this case right here. Why? 
I'm lending money back right now. When am I lending back? 30 days before the end of the Shemitah year. In that window, am I allowed to claim the money back? No. But it still seems to be what happens. Shemitah would absolve that debt. So we still we see here quite clearly from this Gemara what Rav what what, uh, what from the Bright, if you like what Rav has been what Rav was trying to teach us anyway. So Rav, in other words, what Rav is teaching. I should say we learn what Rav was trying to teach us. We learn from the Brighter anyway. That's a better way of saying it. In other words, yeah. that we see quite clearly that even though he doesn't have, he's not able to claim it back in this thirty day window, still Schmidt is Meshamet. So we see that they come to the same conclusion what Rav tried to teach us, which is Okay, let's continue. We see actually another understanding of how we understand that pasuk. Meaning that wouldn't lead to that conclusion, therefore you would need Rav, if you like. So Tana Rabbi Shmel, aren't they the same one and the same thing? Isn't Shnata Sheva the seventh Shnat Shmita? So Ma Tabalomar, Kavar Shnata Sheva, Shnata Shmita. And that's the second case. Shalotomar call Sheshashanim Sadeo Lefanai. Kabro Lefanai. Don't say up until now, that's what the green area now, he was able to plant it. I mean, I lent him a lot of money. And I might be concerned how he's going to pay me back. But it's not a problem because he has a field and he's planting it. He's gener- gener- generating revenue. So therefore, I've got no problem lending him money in other for the years prior to the Schmidt year because I expect that he can generate money to pay me back. However, after what's going to happen, which means at the end of the next year, so during the Schmidt year, his field is muvreret, uh, meaning his field is there, left fallow. He can't, he can't plow. He's not generating any revenue. And then what's going to happen? At the end of that year, we're going to have Shemitah Ksafib. So don't have this rationale that says, one second, I'm not going to even lend him money here towards the end of the sixth year, because what's going to happen? He's not going to have anything to pay me back for me. He's not, his fields aren't generating any income for him. That's what it's saying. So don't say, ah, karvash nata Shemitah, uh, because don't say that the seventh year is approaching where he won't be able to do any work. And at the end of that, it's not, it is in the Shmita, if you like, where Shmita Ksafim occurs. So that's the, that's the double language in the puzzle. That's how we understand the double language in the puzzle. What does it mean, don't say, meaning that you should, that you should have a, a more open hand? Oh, no, yeah, no, because there's, there's it's an Aver in the Torah. Like the Pasuk is, don't say, um, don't, don't be careful. This is an Avera. Don't be cruel to say that the seventh year is approaching. And therefore, you won't lend him money. Right? Because and you'll, you'll bear a sin. Meaning there's an Avera not to lend people money out of concern that Shemitah is going to absolve that debt. Even though you know it's really going to be a gift and not a loan. Um, well, if it's going to be, if, if you're happy to give it as a gift, go for it. Um, the, the idea is, is that people naturally might say, sis, this person's come to me for a loan, but you know what? It's coming close to Shemitah and I don't want, I want my money back. So therefore I'm not going to lend him money. The Torah says, if you do that, that's an Avera. Okay. That's what the Pasuk is. But we're trying to understand in that Pasuk, what we've been doing the first part of this year is trying to understand the Dhamma language. What's the, what's the concern that someone might have? So the first way we read the sugya was 30 days before the end of Shemitah, you might think that from this point onwards, it's going to be game over. I don't want to lend money. The Torah says, don't think that way. The, the second way of reading it is even towards the beginning of the Shemitah year, someone might resist sending, lending any money because what he, can, he sees, this person's not going to have any source of income. So therefore, I don't want to lend him money. So again, the Torah is saying, don't think this way. 
Okay, let's continue. We also said that the certain mass of the, the, the the rulings of Beitin, the Knasot, the applied of Beitin, Shemitah doesn't absolve it. So, Ones Mafata and Motzi Shemra, those were the cases. So, Rabbi Yehuda Amarav, that's the Rabbi Meir here. The Rabbi Meir Amar Hamalved Now, what is this talking about? If you recall, we saw a Machloket and a mission regarding someone who has a line of credit at the at the at the Shuk. At the, sorry, at the um, at the what's the what's the terminology? I just forgot the um, blanked at the um, Shul, uh, not Shul. No. Makolet. 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 What was the term in the Mishnah? Chenvani. Chenvani. Sorry, that's the term I tried to get. Chenvani. It's it just the, the, the term slipped my head. Um, at the Chenvani. Now, we said that line of credit is not Bata. All right? Shmita doesn't absolve that. Rabbi Yehuda came along and says, no, after any subsequent, after the next purchase, all prior purchase all, all automatically become a loan. Even if you didn't say this is how much you owe me or didn't start paying it back, it doesn't matter automatically becomes so. And that is because why? As soon as now he's able to start claiming it back, then it already turns into a loan. That was an automatic way of saying it. So what it sounds like here, what the, um, what the Gemara is saying is, our Mishnah can't be like the, the Mishnah that says that when it comes to Oynes, Mafate and the like, that that's not automatically, uh, that's not absolved when, at the end of Shemitah, must be Shittat Rebbe Meir. Why? Because if it's Rebbe Yehuda, since he has the capacity now to claim it, it should already be considered like a loan, and therefore, the Shemitah should absolve it. Okay? Which is a bit like we saw, by the way, by one understanding with the, with a worker, like Rabbi Yossi we saw yesterday, when, the, when if, the, if the work ends during Shemitah year, then the Shemitah would absolve it, even if you didn't turn it into a loan. And that was Shemitah Rabbi Yossi. Um, however, however um, so that's why our Mishnah must be like Shemitah Rabbi Meir, because Rabbi Meir says it only turns into a loan if it's formally done so. Meaning, it's talui, as the Gemara says, it's bamal talui. Only if, again, let's look at the case of the chenvani, case of the shopkeeper. Only if the chenvani says, okay, now this is how much you owe me. This is the sum total of our thing. Once he turns it into a loan, that's when it takes a form of loan, and that's when Shemitah absolves it. So, so to when our Mishnah says, if fate is an individual, an honest mafata to pay money, the reason why Shemitah doesn't absolve it because it's shitare mayor, because it only become a loan if the person owed the money by way of the fine of baiting says, okay, you now let's formalize it into a loan, you owe me X, such and such a money. And that's Shittat Rebbe Meir. Because once again, the Malve Hadavar Taloi. Okay. But again, according to Rebbe Hood, let's just make it clear. According to Rebbe Hood, it's restated. Since as soon as the money is being owed to him and he has a right to claim it back, oh, that's already different now. That now would already, that, he says it's already considered a loan and Schmidt would absolve that debt, which is the Chiddush of the Gemara here. Let's continue. Any Masa Beitin. So what are these Gizrei Beitin? So in other words, so let's have a look. B'chol Masa Beitin, Elu Gizrei Beitin, Perushu Gazru Alav Beitin Psak Din Vakatvu Ploni Chayev Leploni Liten Lo Kach Bakach. Meaning, Gizar Beitin is when the Beitin comes and says and rules in a particular case, let's say it was a dispute about a loan, and he says, you know what? So and so has to pay so and so X amount of money. Okay, that's where the psak did. Um, however, what we see here is the following. What happens though, as the Gemara says, What happens if you've got this case where someone's coffer before the Shemitah year, about a loan? He denies he owes him anything. The guy doesn't have any aid him at the time. And then after Shemitah, the, the Malva finally finds his aid him takes into Beitin's Mechayim to pay loan. 
what we say is So it's a Malvesh and Nasi Kafranit. Why? Because during the Shemitah year, he didn't have the capacity to claim his money back. So therefore, Loigos doesn't apply, and therefore Shemitah doesn't absolve that loan because the guy was a Kafranit. Okay, or well, the the Malva was a or the loan was not was, was kofir. Let's call it that. So that's right. Who poter miklum shavra alav shmita shaz loyam malva edim lo karena beloigos. That's a lashon of Rokhai. However, kafranit shanas and malva. If, however, we've got a kafranit, someone who denies it, and then during shmita, he actually admits to it. Then we say, ah, now it's a loan, and they're clearly shmita. Uh, then now then 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 shmita is meshametet. And importantly, it's where they didn't write the Pesachtin. It's important that they didn't write, I wrote Katfu here, but should, they, should say they didn't write the Pesachtin. Because if, they, if Beit Din did rule, he was Mechaivnam and did write a Pesachtin, then as we said, if something that's a Pesachtin, Shemitah is not Meshamatat. Okay? Um, that is that is that Kamara. Let's continue now. So that, that, that Pesachtin would be like a, like a, uh, like a Pusbul. Uh, no, because it's a, it's a, it's it's not as if you're claiming it back. It's like Beitin's claiming it back. It's more like Mosraf Sharta the Beitin type of thing. Ah, I have to pay to the best then, not to the not to the. Prusbul uh, will get to. We're not up to Prusbul yet, because this would even be with Shmita's der um, Shmita Ksafin Doraita. Prusbul only works with Shmita. We'll see in a moment with Shmita Ksafin's Dorabanan, which is um, which might be a surprise, but we'll get to that soon. Let's but just. Prusbul is uh, also through the Beitin, no. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We're about to do that. Okay. So, yeah. I know you're all excited about it, but we're going to right. Okay, that's the next mission. Let's continue. Hamalvel um, Mashkon. Sorry, next part. Rabbi Yirmiya Baye, Af Limidat Adinken. Now, what's Af Limidat Adinken? You've got Im Limidat The question is, Lot Sarcha. Now, here, there's a lot of words being changed here. So, I'm just going to read it straight out of the Hagotagra. Meaning, sorry, the, 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 um, the Girsa. It says, it says, Lot Sarcha. Ella would be, or Dela, as we know, Malva Shinise Kafrinik Gova Mina Idit, Kafrich and I say Malva Gova Mi Bainonit. What's that mean? Meaning, if he is a Kafrinit, in other words, if he's a Malva the Bain Kafrinit, and he comes and, and aid, in other words, he's denying the fact he borrowed money, then what? Then maybe he's considered like a Gazlan. And if Bain and Baitin come along and say, you owe him such and such a money, now can the Malva Gova Mina Idit? Now, if you remember, depending on the type of um, type of money's due to an individual, there's different levels of land he can claim his money back from. It is best former land. A bainod is the regular amount. That's what a malva takes money from. And zibra, it's the lowest form of land. Now, a gazlan, as a knas for a gazlan, if he owes money and he can't pay it back, the person he owes money to can collect it from it. So this person who was a kafranit, meaning he borrowed money and then denied it, does he turn now into like a gazlan such a person can take also, he can take the money from um, get from, 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 from he can take the money from the edit the choices property. Reb Chaim says Kedamartel and Shmita as well. Because until the Edim come along, as we've just said in that case in the chart, he's not considered a Malvi yet. That's why Shmita was Meshamet. It's only if the Edim came in the middle of that Shmita would we say now that the loan would be absolved. However, but, but if it's Kafranit Shanse Malve, if a Kafranit turns around and says, "Oh yes, I do owe money." And it's Shazak Falav Bemilva now turns to a loan. Now do we say, Mi Gova, Mi Benonit. Now do we say, if it's Zak Falav Bemilva, if it now turns, into a loan, turns back into a loan, do we say now that he's Gova from Medonit like a normal Malva? In other words, this question of, a, of this changing status of a Kafranit to Malva, Malva to Kafranit, does that also impact in terms of the lands which the, the person owned money can take it from? 
Okay, let's continue. Now, we also said, Amal mashkon. if someone lends money and he has a mashkon, a collateral, then what? Then Shmid is not Meshamet. So Shmuel Amar, Afilu Alamachat, even if the collateral, even if the mashkon is not equal to the value of the loan, even if it's just a nil. Now, why is that? Because it says in the Torah, that which you have in your friend's possession, you should remit. That's prat that excludes the mash yeshlecha yadecha. That excludes the fact the cases where you have something already from your from your friend in your possession. That's why shmita doesn't absolve the debts of the mashkon. And it says v'ashe yelecha etachicha teshamei yadecha. That which you have, in other words, that which you have, your interest, if you like, that you should absolve. That's that's put that that comes to exclude the case for Lamos Sershtarat of Lebeitin. That excludes the case where you give over your your contracts to Beitin, Mamashmos Sershtarat of Beitin, and that with now what Beitin has to claim to somebody else, and therefore Shmita wouldn't absolve that debt either. That so that that the point of this Gemara was to learn to explain why those are the two exceptions to the absolution of debt, absolving of debts and Shmita. That one is there's a Mashkon or Mosrefshtarat of Lebeitin. Now. The Prozbul. Now, Prozbul says, Einu Meshamet. We said, if someone writes a Prozbul, it's not Meshamet. Now, we have to understand what a Prozbul is. So what is that? First understand is, this is a, this is a Takanat Hillel. Why? What he saw was the people were resisting and refraining from lending people money. And there was a violating that which says in the Torah, the passage we just discussed just on the previous Amor. It says, etc., etc., etc. There's an Avera of refraining from learning when it comes to Shemitah year. So therefore, Hitkin, Hillel, Azakin, Prozbul, that's why Hillel instituted this concept of Prozbul to ensure people would continue lending money. So Prozbul, this is the body of a Prozbul. Because in other words, he make a declaration debating and they'd write him a special contract and which he could then show his um, borrowers in order to get his money back. So what's the goof? What's the body of it? it says, I'm handing over to you, ploni uploni, so-and-so-and-so had dainim, which is interesting because how many dainim do you usually need? You usually need three dainim. So the question is, the Gemara debates this in Bavli. What does it mean, ploni uploni? Is it two, is, is two sufficient for Prozbul or do you need three? But let's continue. Such, such a location. All my debt that I have, I'll be able to collect it whenever I want. And then what would happen at the very bottom, what would happen is the dayanim would um, sign at the bottom or aidim or witnesses. So we have to understand what that means as well. So we understand, So what we have to appreciate here is how does this even work? And the Gemara, rather than me explaining it, the Gemara is going to flesh it all out for us. And it says, Now, what's interesting, what Chaim says is, we actually shouldn't, the, whoever was, you know, copying the, um, you know, so the Ketav Yads, if you like, or putting together the Yerushalmi, kind of made a mistake here. In other words, they shouldn't have put the Mishnah in between, because this is a really continuation of what we just read before the Mishnah. What we read before the Mishnah was, is that what, Hamosrav Shtaratav Lebeitin, Shviitz, not Meshamet. Okay. Someone hands over all their contracts to Beitin, then, then the, those loans are not absolved. And therefore, the Gemara now continues, Michan, it was based on this, Samchula Prusbu Shumanatara. From this, they relied on Prusbu Shumanatara, meaning that rationale of Masrav Shortal Beitin is Minatara. Now it says, oh, Prusbu Devartara, what are you talking about? You're saying Prusbu's the orator. It says, Kishitkin Hillel Samchu. We've just said there was a Takanat Hillel. Takanat Hillel is means it's Durabana. 
So it says, Kishihitkin Hillel Samchula Devar Torah. So in other words, what is the Darabanan part of a Prusbul? Meaning, what the, the, is that what Hillel relied on was the mechanism, if you like, of Mosrav Shtaratav Labaitin. Meaning, really, physically, to write for this to work, you have to physically hand over your contracts and give it to Beitin. However, Prusbul, you don't do that. You just make this declaration, Mosrena Aleichem Adayne, etc., etc., etc. So that part's the Rabbanan. And it's the Rabbanan is, is that it's simply enough to say, and not physically do so. That's the leniency or the Rabbanan of Hillel. So Amar Rav Chunek, Shaiti Kamei Rav Yaakov Baracha, Kamadar Masar Dvar Torah, the Hillel Mitakin al-Dvar Torah, so the question is as follows. One second, I don't understand. According to the shita that says ma'asrot and now doraisa, that means the assumption is that trumas, if it, we're dealing with something that mitzvot that pluya ba'aretz doraita now, then also the understanding with shmita ksafim with doraita. And therefore, how can hila make a takana if mir doraita it doesn't work? So it says amar rabbi yosi v'chi mishash galu lebaver lo nitru min mitzvot lo ba'aretz. Vashma, va, that, um, that what happened is when they were galul about Israel Babel, then they were nifter mina mitzvot to ba'aretz, meaning trumas and maestros and like. The hashmatat ksafim noheg bein ba'aretz bein bechutz laaretz tvar Torah. But however, hashmat ksafim, which is not something that's totally ba'aretz, the assumption is that it's it continues to be a mitzvah doraita. So Chaza Rabbi Yossi says no. But Amar zedavar shmita shemot. Meaning the double lashon of Shemitah and Shemot means Beshat Shashmitah Noheget Tvar Torah Hashmatah Ksafim Noheg Bein Ba'aretz Bein Bechut Bein Ba'aretz Bein Bechut Zlaretz Tvar Torah Beshma Shemitah Noheg Bidivrehem Hashmatah Ksafim Noheg Bein Ba'aretz Bein Bechut Zlaretz Midivrehem So the understanding is Shemitah Ksafim is connected to Shemitah itself. Okay? So therefore, Despite the fact you might think Safim Shmita Ksafim is not something, something that's Talui Ba'aretz, the Torah makes it the Varsha Talui Ba'aretz. So therefore, when Shmita when is the writer, Hashmata Ksafim is the writer, and when it's not, it's not. So that's why, in other words, it seems to be the point of this answer so far um, that, that, um, that the, the reason why Hila could make the Takana Prosbul is because Shmita Ksafim is the Rabbana. So the Gemara then continues by saying even a step further. The Taman Amrin, a filu commander Amar Masro Devar Torah, even according to the Shita, the Masro Devar Torah. Once again, let me go back for one second. Yeah. Now, however, but one second, I also want to important Rab Chaim. He says, Vadavar Smita Shemot. He says, Bishnea, in other words, until this point, what, where are we up to now in the Sugit? It says, Bishnea Shmitot, Hakatu Bendaber. That's a chatim yeksavik chedishmatim. The ikishan hakadol midrash ebeshat, etc. They came now shaksafim talibishmata karka nimtze lamanda amar hashmat kidim midrayhem. According to the sheet that says shmita karka is midrabanan nicha sheacholil letaken prusbul. Aval la'anda am masrot vuadin shmita karka medvar torah we still got a kasha. However, at this stage, all we've done now is tie shmita ksafim to what shmita shmita karka, meaning. So therefore, if the only if we say Shemitah Karak is the Rabbanan, we say Shemitah Ksafim is the Rabbanan. However, according to Chitah Maestro Bezmanazer is the writer, and therefore Shemitah Bezmanazer is the writer, then you're going to have a problem. So therefore, Taman Amrina, where's Taman? Taman is in Babel. Babel, they explain as follows. I feel the command Amar Maestro Devar Torah, even according to Shemitah, that Maestro Bezmanazer is the writer. Mode Beshemitah Shemit Divrehem. Why? Datani Vezeh Dvar Shemitah Shemot. Meaning, Rebbe Omer, Shnei Shmita, the Torah talk about two Shmitot. 
שני שמיטים הללו, one is שמיטה ויובל. בשמט, שיובל נוהג, נוהג is meaning the, the concept of יובל applies. As we know, in the 50th year, all the karka goes back to the rightful, the, the ancestral owners. So then, what do we say? That's when Shemitah is no heget. So we're no longer tying Shemitah to the other mitzvot ba'aretz, like Trumato Masrot. Rather, we're tying Shemitah to what? To Yovel. So even if you say Trumato Masrot is no heget, we can still say Shemitah is drabana because Yovel is not a no Why? Because it says, um, let's continue. Paschal Yovlot, Shemitah no heget midivrehem. So emati Paschal Yovlot. So when do we say, when, when, if, if, how do we divorce, if you like, the, the uh, law of Yovel to Kedushat Aretz per se, relates to Trumas Amas, right? How do we separate the two? That's because the Torah says, Yoshveha. What's the Pasuk of the Torah? It says, Yoshveha. To all, in other words, you, all, the, all the slaves go free, and you kratim draw the Chol Yoshveha. And as Bismach Yoshveha Lea, Lo Bismach Yoshveha. Only when Am Yisrael are settled in the land, that's when Yovel applies. Hayu aleya aval hayu mu'uravod. Even if they're in Eretz Yisrael, however, Shevet Yehuda is b'minyamin v'shevet b'min Yehuda, but not all the Shvatim are in their proper locations, in their proper areas. So some of Binyamin are in Yehuda and Yehuda's Minhamim. Yachol ya Yovel nohek. Do you think maybe Yovel could apply? No. Tamalom yoshveha. Look, call yoshveha. That that lava lashli yoshveha. Call your look, call yoshveha. Nimset. That means what? That it have to be specifically where they are in their right locations and all the shvatim. So once once Reuven got Menashe were exiled, then we say Batlu already of Lot. Your belt was not known. Let's continue. Now this is a really interesting Rebchaim, he says. What does it mean a filun natun baromi? The first study says even the contracts he might have overseas, your principle you do in Eretz Israel say can apply, even if they're overseas contracts. However, the other one is, even if the Beitin is sitting in Rome, you can say to the front of Aden, I'm giving over to that Beitin all contracts I have. You don't have to go to the Beitin in Rome. Even if they have no clue about what is going on in that town when you're saying in front of Edim, which is a tremendous chidush. In other words, you don't have to even do it in front of a Beitin. You have to say in front of Edim that I'm do, doing this declaration of Prusbal and handing over my contracts to some sort of Beitin in, uh, I don't know, Uzbekistan. I don't know, I just made it up. Let's continue. Reb, Reb, Reb says, Rabba B'Shem Rab, Rabbanim Tataman says Svalo. He's in the right name of Rabim then. Danu. What if three people judged and one of them died? Okay, so they've done, they've got the Gzardin, they've got the Psaktin, and the question is now, can they write the Psaktin without that dying that, that, that present anymore? Because he's dead. So, so um, that what you can do is the two at the consign at the bottom, they can act as aid in the two dining, even though only two of us are signing, this. This uh, this ruling was um, sealed and, and executed with three judges. Okay, um, so Amrav Chagai Manit and Amriken. We see that in our Mishnah. Why? Our Mishnah says about Dainchot Minamata or Haedim. We saw in our Mishnah it says what? Who writes at the bottom of the the the, the prosbul? Either Dainim or the witnesses. So meaning the Dainim that execute the judgment don't have to be the ones that sign it. Even it's sufficient if it's only witnesses that testify to the fact that the, the judgment was executed. 
Okay, so that's why the, the two remaining judges can write sign at the bottom to say we are we, we there was a sucked in and unfortunately one of the dying are dead but um died but you know he passed so we asked one second what are you talking about prusbul is attacking adarabanan how can you learn dinashtar from prusbul so we say no eshtar is a brighter that teaches exactly that who the that exactly we do learn eshtar who midatadin is the matter of that we do learn from prusbul so now the question ain lo karka now this is fascinating. Now what we'll learn in the next mission. Uh, what we learn is uh, in the in the next halacha is that um, in order for a, a prusbul to work, it needs the the lover has to have land. I'll explain when we get to the mishnah. But it's interesting that we the gemara already raises it here before the mishnah. But it says what happens ein lo karka v'lachayvim lo karka kotvim lo prusbul. So what's this case? Heichavidi Reuven's chayv to Shimon money. And Levi is chayiv to Reuven. Now Shimon wants to write a prusbul. Now normally, if Shimon wants to write a prusbul, Reuven would have had to have karka, but he doesn't have karka. But Levi, who owes him money, does. So it's like the grandchild in this uh, in this in this, uh, this hierarchy of laws. So what we say is, so Levi chayiv Reuven and no karka, but yesh lo karka. Shimon al nechasav shalevi. You can write a prusbul based on the fact that Levi has karka. Which is interesting. Why? Because normally we say, um, uh, since Mikaradin, what can happen anyway is Reuven can collect his money owed to him from by Reuven all the way to from Levi, since technically he's allowed to go all the way to the grandchild in this uh, arrangement, if you like, to collect his money. That's why we say that um, you can write a prusbul on that money. Okay, let's continue. Prusbul hamukdan. Let's just show you this now. Share screen. Prusbul hamukdam kasha v'amuchar pasul shtarich v'amukdam psulim uchrim k'sherim. Now, what does this mean? Now, as I said, a prusbul is effective for all loans up until that point to protect them, because you're effectively, if you like, handing it over to Beitim. So, therefore, if I predate it, I'm losing out on all the loans in this dotted section. So, therefore, it's still kosher because I'm not paying, I'm the only person losing out is me. So, he's me. However, if I Forward date it, then what? Then it's then it's puzzle. Why? Because the prusbul only really affects it from the date of its writing. But I'm now including by forward dating any other loans that were after the time I wrote it, up until that date in this red zone. That's why it's puzzle. However, shtarchov is the opposite. Why? When I lend someone money, what happens is is that if I lend someone money, then there's a lien on all my then um, then there's a lien on all that borrower's property. Meaning if that borrower goes and sells any land and he can't pay me back, I can now go and collect my money from those people that he sold land to. Okay. So therefore, it really is a star chov. If it's mu'uchar, it's fine. Because really, it's only land, if you like, in this yellow section that he sells that I have the right to claim. So it's mu'uchar. I'm losing out on some of the land here in that, in that dotted section. However, if I backdate it, then really, I'm going to that star uh, will allow me to collect land that was sold prior to the loan. That's why it is. That's why it is puzzled because I will be using this document to uh, unjustifiably claim lands back that were sold prior to the loan in order to get my money back. Okay, the Gemara will discuss that as well. Now, if someone lends money. So if someone borrowed money from five different people, each of the creditors have to write their own prusbul. If five people borrow from one person, then again, the person who writes the prusbul is the lender. So therefore, um, 
Okay, he only writes one. Ankle foot improvable, LL Karka, as I said. Now, the question is, why does it need to be on Karka? One understanding is because it's as if, it's, it's, it's if the baked is already collected it, because it's almost like a mashkon. That's one understanding. However, Rashi just said is because they're only gozer prusbul in a davar matsui. And generally, someone only lends someone money if they had Karka. So therefore, the prusbul only works in a davar matsui in a, in, a, in a common sort of setting. Let's continue. If the borrower had money that's uh, had land that was as a mashko in another city, that's still good enough to write a plausible. That you can write a plausible even if the person doesn't have any property, but his wife does. And all he's got is a chilat payrot. Similarly, for your to- if the, uh, your tomin borrowed money, and El Petropos, the person who's in the executor, the person in charge of the affairs, has land that would still allow the lender to write a prusbul. Let's continue. Kaver Dvorim. Kaver Dvorim is beehive. And importantly, this beehive is simply resting on the ground. There's a machlok of whether it has a din karka or not. Rebeliezo Maharayoko karka has a din of karka land. So therefore, important for our means. Therefore, if the if the if the borrower all he had was a beehive sitting on land, then that would be considered as happy as as if he has land, because we're in a love prusbul. Sibling sin skin it was not susceptible to tumah. And if someone takes some honeycomb out of it, it's considered if he's tolish, if it's if he's picking something out from the ground. The Khamim says no, kakarka. It doesn't have the status of karka. It's just like a beehive sitting on the ground. Therefore, since it doesn't have status of karka, if that's the only thing the lover has, then in prusbul, then the, the lender would not be able to write a prusbul. He'd have to what's called ma- Maknelo, uh, some karka kosher, as we said. And Mazakeh, but toch sadeo karka kosher. Let's continue. Uh, mekabel, and similarly, Mekabel atumah, it's acceptable atumah, because like a kli. If someone then breaks some of the honeycomb out of it on Shabbat, it's not considered for his tolesh, picking something from the ground, and he will not be chayef for violating a malacha. Let's continue. Someone returns a debt. Uh, after Shmita or during Shmita, because it's a discussion when exactly Shmita absolves it. We'll be explaining now that it absolves at the end of the year. But let's say someone wants return a loan. The lender has to say, I've absolved it. If the borrower says, look, I still want to give you, then you you can receive the money back. Because the Torah says, all we have to do is say the davar, meaning simply say, shamotani. And if you want, if the if the borrower still wants to give it to you, you can accept it. we find as well. someone who kills someone b'shogeg, and he has to run to the ira mikle, the city refuge. And the people of the city want to honor him. Then similarly, your your Hemi simply says to them, One second, gentlemen, I'm a murderer. if they say nonetheless, um, we want to give you kavod. Then you kabel, you can, you, you can, um, you, he can, he can be given shown kabod because it says Now, just to finish the daf, that relates to what we've just done in the beginning of the daf, which I basically explained it anyway. It says as I just showed you, showed you on the charts already that if we for a prusbel, if I'm backdating it, it's to my detriment because then I don't cover the loans in that dotted section. But if I forward date and date and I'm trying, you know, I'm proving my situation unjustifiably because now I'm covering loans at, uh, after writing the, the, of the prusbul. That's why the mukhar's puzzle and shtarichov and psulim. But when it comes to shtarichov, if it's mukdam, if, if I backdate the loan, it's puzzle because miafekochon because I'm now improving the, my situation as a lender because I can unjustifiably claim lands 
that were sold prior to the loan. However, if it's forward dated, then we say Kshirim, it's followed by Mishim Miyarekoko. Because what's happening, what's happening is, is that any land sold in this dotted section here, um, after the writing of, after writing of, the, of the actual Shtarchov that I would have been able to collect, I won't be able to collect. Okay. That's the duff. And the Mitzvah Shem will pick up on uh, Sunday. Well, have, everyone, have a good Shabbos. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Yeah, Shabbos.